Diana, welcome back. It's good to see oh, you again. I missed our conversation. So back in the saddle, which is a phrase I've overused every time you've emailed me. I can't wait to get back in the saddle, <laughs> but it's so true. And no, I don't ride horses, nor have I ever, but it's an appropriate phrase. Yeah. Everybody any. knows what you're talking about. So yes, yes. Enjoyed my conversations, but it's good to have you have you back. We can take that time. And so now re-energized, refocused, and you know, excited to get back into it. So one of the things that I kind of mentioned in our email that I'd like to try something new with our podcast is to start each week with a, you know, a win and loss, right? So each of us have our businesses, our personal, right? If we could talk about one win, one loss, you seemed open for it. And you said, I have one for you. <laughs> well, you didn't I've want to ruin the whopper. surprise. So, you I've know, I've got an impossible uh, whopper for you because I'm plant-based. So it's not a whopper. It's an impossible <laughs> whopper for you, Brett. I got it. It took um, me half a second, but I got where you're going. So, <laughs> so why don't we start? I, I love that you love the idea. So, yeah. With that being said, why don't you why don't you kick us off? Sure. Well, do you want me to give a win too, or do you want me to go right into the loss? Because I can start with the with the positive and that let's I let's go um, positive. If you've got a win yeah. for the week, let's hear it, and then we'll get into your your whopper impossible yeah, offer. So amidst a, a lot that's going on with me, very you know exciting and and cool stuff. I did develop and record a webinar that I'm going to be delivering to franchise owners uh, coming up. So I was really pleased with that. Uh, just really got some clarity on my business direction, which is wonderful and, and actually awesome. a really nice segue um, into my Whopper. But I want to hear about you first. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great win because, you know, we've talked about that a few times. You want to get in the franchise or back into the franchise. So that's awesome that you were able to get that done. I'll start with the loss, and it's not going to be the whopper that I think you're <laughs> to, so I'm super curious to hear what that is. But, you know, I kind of uh, fell off the wagon with some of my content and where I was on a roll with Twitter and LinkedIn and being, and I like doing it, I really do, but I was riding the the wave of, you know, every morning I get up and write content, and that's not a good strategy I'm finding out because... Things get in the way, then all of a sudden it's you know, three or four days. I haven't posted anything. Then we had a new episode come out in which I talked about that. But I just needed to get, I need to get back into, or not need, I need to build a system for, for my content. Like I like doing it. I love doing it, but I can't do it the day of or the day before. So I've got to build up a little bit of an inventory. So if there are a few days where I actually take off and shut down that, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't slow that down. I'm not going to lie. It felt good not to write for a couple of days, but you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, what my goal was to, to get it posted every day. So, so not a major loss, but, uh, and then on the win side, I have to go personal because, you know, my oldest daughter, she was married last year during COVID with this small ceremony. We had a proper reception for her last weekend in the city and you know, it was, it was fantastic. We finally got our friends and family together for the first time. And, you know, she just had a great weekend and we all did, but you know, what we want is our kids to be happy and enjoy it. So that was my win. It was personal, nothing to do with the business, but, um, every now and then it's good to take a step back and remember, yeah, that's one of the things we're doing is our kids. So, so, um, as you know, Brett, and I think I've mentioned this a few times, I went into entrepreneurship. I became a freelance entrepreneur in 2011 after my mom died really suddenly. She was only 54 and it was kind of the impetus for me. I'd been wondering 
worked in a marketing agency and I was like, you know, I think I could do better on my own. And that was kind of the kick in the ass that I needed to to get out there once I kind of woke up out of the, the morning funk. And from that point on, it was a lot of growth and experimentation and, and some setbacks, but really a lot of success. And I'm very lucky in that regard. Uh, any decisions that I made really were fundamentally based on my own needs and moving forward. And, and early in COVID, I hit some roadblocks and I returned to corporate life. And that was directly from my freelance entrepreneur work. It was clients who offered me full-time roles. And I, though, quickly realized not meant for that, really didn't want to do it. And, but it was nice to get back into the corporate saddle a little bit. And there we go again with the saddles, uh, because that allowed me to just, you know, put my finger on the pulse of what's really happening in business. It's, it can be hard when you're away from it for so long. You know, it, it, there's something about living that life again. But so as I was getting ready to exit again, make my exit, a former colleague of mine at an agency asked me to start an agency with her, which piqued my interest. I've worked with and for agencies for a very long time with many, some, some as a freelancer to kind of augment my own direct client work and in full-time as well. So I've worked with a lot of really great agencies, a lot of really shitty ones. And I'm like, yeah, but we have to do it right. And uh, actually, here's this idea. I was working on what I was developing as I was preparing to, to go back into full-time entrepreneurship. I detailed it to her and she told me she wasn't ready yet. She was still working for the agency that we worked at together uh, and that she would keep me posted. That was in September, 2021. So yeah, she said she wasn't ready. And a few weeks ago, she asked me to, to come in and do some writing for her. She was ready to launch her business. And I don't do writing projects anymore, but I said yes, because I consider her a friend and a colleague. We worked together for four years and um, I even gave her a discount and I was added to Asana. Those of you who've worked in Asana get this. I saw all of her you know, projects from the last and, and so she um, she had been in business longer than a few weeks for since right after our conversation. And and she was um, implementing my business idea on her own. Um, and so to be more direct, she stole it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we can and name names face. or we don't have to name names. No, but I would never it, do that. No, you know? know, um, but at the still. same time, I, I, I abandoned that idea eventually. Uh, however, I, I still, so there's a couple of ways that I, I, I think that we can kind of poke this with a stick because it still has merit and it's very scalable and it's so ideal for me. And, but for right now, I'm pursuing a, another evolution for my business, um, partially because, <laughs> because of that. You're not happy to say the least that somebody had. No. And, and especially because, telling you. you know, she didn't have the level of, of experience. Oh yeah. And you were saying about like naming names and stuff like that. And, and, and I think that, so I'm very much, I've said this many times on the show so far, I'm a Pollyanna. I always, until you show me, I believe and expect yeah. the best in people. Benefit of the doubt. And, at 41 years old, I get burned more often than not. But this is a really friggin' deep burn, um, more so because I valued her as a person and, and a friend. And if if she had just said to me, I really like this idea, but I want to run with it and try it out on my own, I probably would have said, go ahead, because I wasn't ready to do it. I would have been hurt. But to go eight months and make a ton of money off of my idea and not even bring me in to implement some of this stuff or say, you know, I had a conversation with so-and-so at this company and they asked me to do something. So like, I, there's so many other ways that you could do that and be an ethical person. And she chose not to. Yes. And 
And you know what? The uh, business is cutthroat. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a person. I'm a human I being. Do, I don't think it is cutthroat. I mean, those days. Yeah. I think those days are behind us. I mean, that's corporate America. That's you're trying to get ahead. You throw people under the bus, and you're the. Yeah. At, at, at just so tired of that. And mm -hmm. I still a huge believer that karma is a bitch. And yes. it's going to come back. I mean, at some point, you don't treat people the right way. That means you're not going to treat your customers the right way. If you don't treat mm -hmm. your friends and your colleagues the right way, it's just an indicator, I think, a, a better indicator of who you are. And, you know, you and I have talked about like we're doing with this podcast and we've got our own businesses and we're completely open with what we're both working on and where we can work on things together and not. And Again, I think we're both in agreement, the, the abundance mindset, right? It's not scarcity. There's, there's plenty of no. opportunities for everybody. And why do that? Right. It just, there's no reason for it. That's exactly right. And, and, and you know what, too, I'm, you, I'm usually a kind of a pushover. Um, I could have just said, you know, I, I don't, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little too busy. I don't have time to work together, but I, I did say, I'm like, Hey, I see you've been working on X and, uh, you didn't tell me about it. That's a shame. I think I'm going to pass on this opportunity and I wish you well. And then she came back, you know, with all the apologies and everything. And I just let it go. But I, I needed her to understand that I saw the you BS knew. Yeah. and I didn't like it, but then I'm bigger than calling, you know, I don't, I, emotional intelligence is a big deal to me. Um, there's no need to call names or get dramatic about it. Uh, I stewed about it. You might it feel for, better uh, for a few minutes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like my own, like I have to sleep at yeah, night. Yeah, I know. And, I'm, um, we're the same. No, I know. Yeah. But yeah, I did stew on it for like a good hour. And I texted one of my good friends. I texted um, a couple people and I was just like, what do you make of this? And then I let it go. Yeah, I, again, I still believe karma and you good things come to good people and you do it the right way it's going to pay off and we're heading into a world i think that is more geared towards rewarding people that that do it the right way in relationships you can still well, i hope so yes yes and i think um so since since we're here and since i took a while to to build up that story i hope it did not let anyone down i hope there was intrigue and um sort of details and all all that you were hoping for I think there are some lessons. I spent, this was, gosh, it was Tuesday. Um, so, because in the US here we had Memorial Day on Monday. And I um, I thought about, so what do I do next? And and I've been working on a lot of the, the coaching and uh, training. And I, I get more joy and value. And it's more scalable for me to teach and work with owners directly. I love that. That was my favorite part of the corporate job that I had. Now I did this consulting for them for years. I helped their owners. They were a national franchisor in, in home healthcare. And then in the full-time role, I got to know the owners even, even more. And I under, understood even more deeply what their challenges were. And I helped them. It was so rewarding. And I'm like, how do I build my business around that? The parts that I like to do the most, that are the most scalable, and so, you know, what, what are the lessons here? Is it to pivot? Is it to, um, and do something else? Is it to, because that other idea, which was still in that industry was also scalable, but it entailed some more layers of complexity, but also more potential upside and more competition. So I'd love to kind of probe into that because I suspect that there are folks here who maybe they just do straight freelancing. Um, or maybe they are looking to pivot and, and take what they've done. I was, I was a straight freelancer and consultant for a long time too, and, and build something different. And uh, I'm dating myself here. If we want to pretend this is a choose your own adventure book, 
we could talk about some of the options here. Go to page 23 if you decide to climb up the hill and go to page 45 if you decide to try to walk around it you know, and kind of kick around what could happen pursuing different avenues. And, and perhaps that can help someone else who's not maybe in the exact same situation, but who's trying to make a similar decision. Like, what do I yeah. do next? How do I react to that? And I think there may even be a step before that, because I think the greatest mm. fear of a lot of us is well, I can't tell people what I'm working on because then they'll yeah. steal my idea yes. and then I won't be able yes. to do yes. it. And, you know, until you told me the story, because then it's now it's personal, but I still execution is everything. And I am convinced that if you decide, you know what, I'm going to go head to head to this person that you would you would win. And so at the end of the day, there's like kind of that two paths, right? It, it's OK if you tell other people because they're. I am more of the abundance mindset, right? There's plenty of work for everybody and we can carve our niches and do this. And then, but there's still the personal side of it that, right, somebody went behind your back to do it, but doesn't mean you wouldn't be able to build a scalable business outside of that same idea. It's just, that's don't true. do that. And that's just one of the options. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. And uh, none of us, no matter how original we think our ideas are, none of us is the only person doing what we're doing. There's right. always someone else who's doing it. Maybe someone else who's better, maybe someone else who's cheaper, and that's okay. Like our biggest differentiator is us, right? right. And so I, I think that's and fair. Before, before you go too far, and if nobody else is doing it, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. exactly. You, you know, your you're market's so tested. so far ahead of everybody else and nobody's yeah. thinking about them, people aren't going to buy it because they don't know it. So I think it is yeah, about the execution. You get into positioning at that yeah. point too, though. Like if it's a crowd, it's one thing if it's a crowded market. Um, so, you know, home healthcare, there's like, I don't know, 50,000, you know, home healthcare agencies or something to that effect. And it's going to be growing 000, okay. substantially, yeah. something insane, right? And um, and growing. And so there's plenty of room there. And I, and then I know for a fact, because it was a vendor that we use who did a, a really shitty job, there are others doing this at a larger scale so if you can come in and bring a better price point, better quality and a personal touch, you can compete with those big guys because you're dealing with small owners and franchises in particular. These are people who, who um, you know, a lot of them, they're, they took their retirement savings and this is how, this is their investment as a business. Um, so I'm sharing yeah. almost kind of with all of you, but. Every freelance entrepreneur, if they haven't gone yeah. through it, they're going to go through it because. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go into this whole market analysis. You really have to get in the heads um, because if you don't, you're going to you're setting yourself up to fail for sure. So like to put it in perspective again, I worked for almost four years in this industry and several years in, in a corporate environment. So I knew the marketplace. I knew the competition very well, the larger competition. And so Brett's right. If I wanted to, I could keep going. But do I want to do that? You know, how intense it would be to get there and. And the other thing is, since you, you know, because you came from this environment and an agency, you can frame it all you want as, to, and, and anyone here who's a freelance entrepreneur who's came from this environment, you know it too. You frame it all you want about trying to help clients. And, and it's not that you're not, you are trying to help clients, which are also some of the agencies I worked at, you're tracking every friggin' six minutes and, and shit like that. Like you're in a, in a law firm. You're also trying to upsell everything. You're trying to give them everything but the kitchen sink. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Take the kitchen sink, too. You're trying to give them everything because you're trying to pad your retainer or your, you know, your project value. You're, you're just looking for that bigger sale. And to me, it's more powerful to lead a fish to water kind of thing, particularly since the most 
potent forms of marketing today are so accessible to anyone and you can do it yourself. You really can. And so that's, that's the allure for me to get away from, from an agency environment. And uh, I don't know. And it is so competitive. Everybody thinks they can start an agency. It's like if Gordon Ramsay did agencies, he could come into every friggin' agency and be like, this is shit. You know, <laughs> like no, it really, because everybody thinks they can start one or, 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 you know, who's a dude from Restaurant Impossible? And he's like, so why did you start one? Oh, I, I worked in a I worked in a cafe for 10 years and I thought I could start my own restaurant. Not the same thing. But it's just like that now. It feels like everybody I've ever worked with is starting an agency. And it's like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And uh, somebody needs to do a reality show or not. Sorry. And reach. I went out of like there. There's your side project you can Fix kick your, off. Yes. I'll come in. I'll be like, guys, this is shit. Oh my gosh, let's make a website. No one would invite me. <laughs> well, no but, but 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 the, the truth is there, right? Because a lot of agencies yeah. will become commoditized and yep. right, there's yep. there's certain things. And the biggest thing that again I continue to see is a lot of these owners and business folks, they don't know who to pick and they make the wrong decision. And again, it comes back to that full spectrum of right? Agency. Do I need an agency? When do I need an agency? And how does that fit into overall strategy? So I still think it's that the strategic piece is big because the, the market's changing, right? Every day, it's still becoming more digital. The channels like now, what, six months ago, 12 months ago, TikTok was fun and, you know, growing yeah. and everybody's having a good time with it. Guess what? That's become a huge branding opportunity for folks. Yeah, and, and no one's doing it. Very few are doing it well, particularly in B2B. And so now there's a whole cadre of um, B2B influencers who are doing TikTok with some, some are doing it okay and most are doing it pretty shitty. But there's, <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunity there is the point. Um, like clever doesn't always mean like memorable and clever doesn't always translate to business. And so sometimes I, I found this with the company I worked with, like they think oh, oh, like clicks equals, uh, influence Dollars, and, it, and it yeah, actually doesn't. Yeah. yeah but anyway, Clear is better than clever B2B. every time. Right. And yeah, I had this conversation today with, uh, an agency person loved her. I mean, cause she gets it. She's like, right. There's. There's no hacks to growing. You've got to get your brand story right. You've got to make an investment so you know you can't shortcut your way to growth. You may get, like, if you jump into TikTok, you may get 100 people that think, oh, that was really right. cool. And then they go away. Yeah, You've got to build what? a foundational business. And even though the channels change, the tactics change, the foundations to build a successful business have now, whether you're B2B, B2C, D2C, whatever the hell we want to call it these days. Yeah, yeah it's still foundational and that's where we got to get and, and if you can out execute and provide a better experience in any of those you're going to win i don't care if you have the most talent it doesn't matter if you can execute no. and provide that experience you're going to be successful yeah and if you can find a way to also circumvent the need to just blast on social i think you're also going to be at a, a major strong point like if you only post to social and you have something really important to say to your point brad like maybe the focus shouldn't be on post posting every day but posting like really really good stuff there's a lot of people right now who are out there on LinkedIn in particular it just got so freaking crowded and noisy during COVID and in my time off I realized this like am I contributing to the noise or am I truly adding value because a lot of us <laughs> you were not contributing to the noise I can tell you that for a fact a lot of us convince ourselves that we're providing value but in reality we're we are we kind of are contributing to so anyway if you can find a way to circumvent I think that what's going to help you stand out now isn't necessarily more louder everywhere it's going to be 
carefully crafted A++ stuff and finding new, better ways to get in front of people and be a real person. And some of that's going to be online. I think it's more going to be a hybrid. It's like it's like all the buzzwords in marketing. I'm sorry, guys, this is really marketing heavy, but all the buzzwords in marketing, you know, the, the whole ABM, influencers, content, blah, blah, blah. It's all marketing. It's just marketing now. Like the labels don't matter. And so the more you can bring in the human and and translate what you're doing directly to ROI, the more you're, you're going to get attention and, and build a business. And I think a lot of people now are focusing too much on volume and noise and they equate that to influence and growth. And it's, this just not how it works. Now I'm, and as, as you're talking, I'm looking, I just read a book. I know shocker to you that I read another book, but, and I had not read this and I, I promise it, it ties to what we're talking about. How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's from what the 1930s. And I intentionally yeah, it's in went the public back, domain, I think. If it's not, it's close, but yeah. yeah. So I went back cause they've got different variations and how this right. book ties to digital, but I'm, I wanted to hear the original message and some of it's a yeah. little dated, but man, right. just the fundamentals of how to treat people, be a good listener, right? Don't complain. I mean, it's just stuff you would think would be automatic. Yeah. Nobody does it. So no, again, not in this I, day I'll need age. to do a book review at some point because I even gave that to my three daughters and said, you guys need to just, again, this is a good refresher. You guys are good people, but think about how you're going to get ahead. It's, it's doing the right thing and it, it's going to pay off. So it, I was kind of surprised. Cause I'm like, eh. I saw it come up in the news. I'm like, you know what? I haven't read it. So I'm going to read it. And I'm like, shit, it was actually pretty damn good. And incorporate some of the things, but it ties back to what you, what you were talking about. It's the, the fundamentals, it's the foundation and it's treat people right. Um, understand what motivates them, what drives them and stop playing games. Yeah. Yeah. So, stop. Sorry. You know, I took so much time. No, no. I like, I like it because if you're spending too much time worrying about the friggin' algorithm and all of that, then you're not putting the attention where it belongs. And actually, uh, since we're doing book recommendations right now, I know our producer Ari is probably salivating. She's so excited that we're given some value nuggets here. My, um, I, I read in the last few weeks, I reread. I actually read it when it first came out like 18 months ago. It's called Love People Use Things. That's, you're not going to see the direct correlation here, but it's by, um, they call themselves the minimalists. Uh, okay. Joshua Fields, Milburn, and Ryan Nicodemus. I have been following them since I had mono when I was 30 years old, which by the way, um, slight aside, you do not want mono for the first time as an adult. It's really awful and worse if you're older. I did not have it as a kid. Okay. Um, it was horrendous. <laughs> and I, um, like my face swelled and like I, my eyes were like bugging out. It was horrific. And I read their book while I was homesick with mono. So I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs and have been for nearly a decade. And this book is actually it it's about the whole notion of you know valuing relationships the most important relationships in your life rather than putting so much emphasis on acquiring maintaining and uh quote-unquote loving things and it's actually very connected to what we're talking about because as an entrepreneur particularly as a freelance entrepreneur just to again show you guys this really does have a have a, a reason the more that you can put the emphasis on you and bring you to the table. Yes, of course, your expertise and, and what you do. But I'm telling you right now, people are going to choose you. There, there are people who do what you do. They're going to choose 
based on you. So if you can make a real connection and be yourself and not be so nervous, if you could put forth why you're a good person to work with, if you care and over deliver, put in the effort, like show that you give a shit. Like these are all things that I've heard over the last decade that made people want to work with me. And, and now more than ever, as we crave more human interaction and strong relationships, particularly with our vendors or business partners, it's going to, to help you get ahead. And that book kind of um, helped me kind of recenter my perspective and also even is, is influencing my, my content and what I'm thinking about and how, how what I want to create to continue to add value. And uh, so it was a great book. Love People Use Things by The Minimalist. Okay. Uh, highly so recommend. I'm I also recommend that adding podcast. it to my list because you know I can never have enough books on my my tool. And I'm going to save this for our our next episode. There's a couple other books that I read that I want to get your opinion on as well as we go through it. That kind of ties to what we're talking about. But yeah, I think even kind of bringing this back to the the full circle. I mean, when we talk about treat people the right way, the relationships are going to build. You're going to get more recommendations. And again, I would love your opinion of this now that you've gone through it and have been on the wrong side. You shared an idea with somebody, somebody took your idea. In the future, would you again share? I mean, because I've always been an advocate that, yeah, share with people what you want to do and how you're going to do it because ideas can be a dime a dozen and it's really about the execution that nobody really is good at. Would you change? Would you counter that now or would you still fall into that camp? I'm just kind of curious. I will. I'm an empath. (laughs) I'm neurodivergent. I'm a people person. It's always going to happen. I overshare. Y'all can just tell. I'm going. I will. And uh, and I'll get burned again. Maybe not in this exact way. And I think that's okay too because I've I've learned to embrace and not just accept but embrace who I am at this point and that is who I am and I and I care very much about what I do and and who I'm working with and collaborating with I care about people's opinion I've also had the very good fortune of surrounding myself with really intelligent people and so how else am I going to be able to get that input Uh, you know you're someone who I really value tremendously I run a lot by my friend Dennis Brown who's just uh, you know we've known each other now for like eight eight years I can always go to him when I have a business idea or a question and and he'll run it by me and and the same like it to have that collection of people who are entrepreneurs who have been there who maybe are different stages of their journey is invaluable and in order to get that value you have to be able to give up something yeah. And again, that's where you're, you're to your point, you're going to get the best feedback and honest feedback when you do that. So, and like I said, I'll close with, you know, karma's a bitch and people that, that steal and do those types of things, it's going to come full circle at some, it just does. I mean, life is going to pay back. You may gain in the short term, but it's not going to benefit you in the long term. So awesome. We got so many more things. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. But I, this may be a good place to leave this episode. And um, yeah, it was so funny. We never even got beyond the uh, the win and loss for the week. I know, <laughs> so and episode. there's more that I want. <laughs> and I even think there's more directions that we can go with that too. So maybe in a, in a later episode, gang, we could talk about, um, you know, uh, digging more into an idea and deciding when to kick it and, and what to pursue and whatnot. I think there's yes. a lot there. That maybe you can all learn from my mistake on that one, or, or not my mistake, my opportunity, my your learning lesson. Yeah, and again, yeah, awesome. and it goes to show you that eleven years into this entrepreneurial journey, uh, you're I'm still learning and yeah. growing, and you know, and, and I think that's almost the beauty of it is you know, there's so many ups and downs, and it's very rewarding and frustrating and wonderful at times, and so it I'm is. glad that I could share that with you. 
Awesome. All right, Diana, thank you. It's good to see you. And until next week, we'll we'll hit it again. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, everyone. Right. Stay safe out Thanks. there. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.